From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, February 17th. The Navajo Nation has around 250 police officers for some 27,000 square miles. That's an area just larger than West Virginia. Add to this jurisdictional constraints for county police, and it means many on the reservation can't depend on a speedy response to crime. In November of last year, Utah's Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women and Girls Task Force heard tribal residents' concerns over a lack of law enforcement. Justin Higginbottom visited those areas within the Navajo Nation in southern Utah to hear about the issue and what residents want. It's a sunny, clear winter day in Monument Valley. The iconic landscape is dotted with towering red sandstone buttes, a draw for tourists from around the world. It's a border community. Residents not only straddle the Arizona and Utah state lines, but the Oljeto chapter is also on the northwest frontier of the Navajo Nation. Kanta, Arizona, the closest Navajo police department, is about an hour south. Utah's San Juan County Sheriff's Department in Monticello is two hours north. It used to be that we would dial 911, it would go automatically to Kanta. But as of late, we found that when you dial 911, it goes into Monticello. And Monticello then has to transfer your call back to Kanta to get the call. And then Kanta also had a listed number, and you would just dial that directly. And again, as of late, you dial that number, and nobody ever answers. That's Marietta Bedoni. She's the Aljeto chapter secretary and treasurer. Last month, she says she laid out her concerns over crime and enforcement to her tribe's law and order committee. There's bootlegging, liquor is illegal on the Navajo Nation, and theft. Tourists swipe crafts, and there's car crashes on the narrow highway. And it can be hours before police respond, if they come at all. There's also more violent crime. I was in an abusive relationship, and I would end up calling the police department, and they would just never show up. She says she ran into women with similar stories while waiting in a Kanta court lobby for a protection order. In a sense, it's almost like you're not only traumatized by what happens with the crime, but now you're being abused by law enforcement. Traveling west across Red Desert and islands of rocky outposts, there's Red Mesa. Well, either way, we were neglected, especially here in San Juan County, the reservation part. Even the Navajo Nation tells us, you know, you guys are all on your own over there. No, we're not. We're part of you guys over there. <laughs> so we feel neglected anyway. That's Marilyn Hawley, vice president of the Red Mesa Chapter House. Chapter houses are a form of local governments for Navajo. They are especially important here, so far away from towns and services. And we complain every year, all the time. We send in resolutions saying we need at least an officer here. You know, but that doesn't happen. Navajo PD come from New Mexico to her community, which is on the northeast border of the reservation. She says criminals can be bold in this area. Three individuals that came into a home and tied up the guy and took his truck and took a lot of his stuff. And from my understanding, uh, one of the guys said, you want me to kill him? It's what he heard. But the, the lady, the girl that was with them said, no. Leave them alone, and they and they left. Stuff like that, you know, and the police officers, I don't know when they showed up. That was about two years ago. Holly says when police do respond and make arrests, suspects are often released soon after. The Navajo Nation system doesn't work. If they arrest somebody, 
They take him into Shipra. They are released the next day. Like Bedoni in Monument Valley, Holly also wants to see more police in her community. Charlene So is the Navajo Nation's council delegate for five chapters in northern Arizona and southern Utah, including Red Mesa and Monument Valley. She says crime has been on the rise, especially sexual and domestic abuse. Also, you know, the drug and alcohol problem, I, I guess people that do make drugs, you know, some of these constituents have been scared to speak about it in fear of retaliation. And even if the, we were to tell a police officer, they assume that the police officers will not conduct a thorough investigation for search and seizure. And that is a long process. And that leaves a wide open space for retaliation. She says hiring new officers is a challenge. There's the usual lack of funding, but also finding recruits is hard. We don't have enough qualified individuals, you know, that pass those background checks, and the physical tests. It kind of gives us a slim graduating class. So says there's only about a 10% graduation rate for new recruits. Bodoni in Monument Valley thinks there's another reason why police aren't often seen in the area. Having had work with the legal services and doing the ride-alongs and sitting there with some of those meetings with the police department. And that One of the other issues that had come up was that some of the new recruits were hesitant to work in this district just because of how they're informed that this is one of the most dangerous districts to work with. Two Navajo Nation police were ambushed and murdered near her community in the 80s. It left a scar. Locals still talk about it. Right behind the, the tour vehicles here, there's another home. The guy there killed his wife, and then he, he killed himself. But there's been a, a, a number of cases, like I'd say about two, three other cases where that happened. John Young of the San Juan County Sheriff's Department says his officers will respond in emergencies on the Navajo Nation. But when they arrive, their hands can be tied due to a lack of jurisdiction. So now instead of, instead of just thinking, are we, are we responding to you know, protect and, and possibly save lives, how far out am I, am I hanging myself? And how far out am I willing to, to go out on that limb when I'm not going to be protected or, or backed by any agency or jurisdiction because I don't have jurisdiction in that area? It's a confusing thing, and it, it's... I don't know what the solution is. There's talks of cross-deputization between San Juan Police and the Navajo Nation. That program existed in the past. And there's a planned Navajo Police substation for Anath, a town near Red Mesa. For many on the reservation, they don't care if it's Navajo or Utah or the FBI that respond. They just want help. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. Raising concerns about the unbalanced ratio of short-term to long-term rentals in the county, Grants commissioners denied a rezone request this week related to a proposed luxury campground. Commissioner Evan Clapper. I would like to see the ratio of short-term rentals in the county be lower than uh, the housing, a goal that we laid out years ago, and I don't see this kind of bringing us closer to that. The company Entrada Camps and Conservation wanted to bring luxury tents, a spa, and swimming pools near the intersection of Highways 191 and 313. Commissioners said they received a lot of public comment from citizens, largely asking them to say no to any more overnight accommodations. 
However, their discussion during their meeting this week became more nuanced than simply deciding to say yes or no to short-term rentals. Commissioner Kevin Walker. I think we're in kind of a lesser of evils situation. And to me, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that the proposal that does contain the guarantees is really the best we can do out there. Developers had made promises throughout their rezone application. They promised to build employee housing and set aside a large conservation easement. But the way the county code is written, that's all it could be, a promise. Walker said he would be open to approving the rezone if there was a more, quote, ironclad way to ensure employee housing and the conservation easement. Yeah, so maybe there could be some way that this could come back after we've had a chance to tighten up our code and, you know, and it's a revised developer agreement and master plan that does stick in a conservation easement and employee housing. Commissioners indicated interest in tightening up their overnight accommodations overlay zoning code. It's not clear if the developers from Entrada Camps and Conservation will move back through the rezone process once that happens. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, February 17th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.